Bienvenidos, bienvenu, benvenuti, willkommen. Welcome to another episode of the Red Card Report podcast. This is episode number 103. And this is Joe behind the microphone without Rui. I know it seems like he's been a mainstay on this for, for forever, and I'm running the show. But joining me is my co host, Mew Amigo. Eddie, Eddie, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm phenomenal. Or, or since Rui would say, fantastic as always. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't be a red Taking card report. Phrase. Yeah, without that. Uh, now he's 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 owned that branding now. That's his. So <laughs> that's his no. phrase. That's his yeah. phrase. You got to pay him now. Yeah. No, life's good. <laughs> yeah, life's good. I, good. I've been I've been uh, missing on a couple episodes. So good to be back. So you know, life comes at you. So, apologize. Surreal. I haven't been on a on a on a few episodes, but back again. Talk about our favorite thing, Milan Juve. Yeah, that seems to be that seems to be what the show is built on. To be totally honest, yeah. it really is. We're gonna we're so this will be a strictly Syria pod for those of you listening. Uh, we're gonna talk about. Milan Spezia, as difficult as that might be for you, Eddie, I don't know, um, <laughs> a couple of transfer rumors, and the upcoming fixture between Milan and Juve, because, the, like, I don't know, lately these games have been getting more and more important. I mean, of course, they're rivals, so it'll always be important, but I feel like now the last couple ones have meant way more than they have in the past. Am I wrong in saying that? No, no, you're absolutely right, and and the the last few matchups have been, you know, showing how the pendulum has been swinging, mm-hmm. you know, more towards towards Milan side, and where it's not always, you know, a, a dominant, you know, performance from Juve, where we've seen, you know, years in the past where Milan has, you know, been in that those, you know, those darker years, but now it's, you know, Milan have been tri- triumphant and you know, the last few, few matches. And, and I think that they've had the edge, uh, which is the case, mm-hmm. you know, w- w- that I say for Milan, a lot of the times is that they have, you know, the, the upper hand and a lot of versus a lot of teams like, like Roma, even mm-hmm. Napoli uh, and, and with Inter, you know, I think that they're, there may be a step up or slightly above us. Uh, but with Juve, you know, it's apparent where, where Juve are kind of in a, in a mediocre period. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but like, like we say, it's, it's great for the league. I think that this, this matchup is, is key for, for both teams. Uh, you know, Juve want to, to break into that top four, you know, the one point away from, from Matalanta who do have a game in hand, but this, this result right here is key on, on both sides. And, and like we said, uh, you know, at the start of the show, we were going to talk about the Spezia match 
you know, more so for Milan, you know, you have to make up that that detrimental, you know, loss. It's heartbreaking, I know, but that game should have mm-hmm. been put away. And, uh, you know, Milan have to be more clinical, like they have been. Um, I think that, you know, their goalkeeper had a, a standout performance. You know, he had multiple saves oh, yeah. that were, you know, game-winning saves pretty much for, on a goalkeeper level. So, and, uh, you know, you had the referee error, which, you know, everybody is criticizing and there, there won't be a replay, but uh, they harped on the opportunity and they won it at the end. It's incredible, you know, it's so a uh, big moment in their history, but it was detrimental and it was, it was a huge missed opportunity for Milan to, you know, surpass Inter and, and, and take top spot. But mm-hmm. we move, you know, and now these are the games that, that, you know, make the season and we go back and like, say we look back 10 years and we, we see this moment. Oh, you remember that match where the re- there was a referee era and these are the things that, you know, mold that fabric of Syria. So uh, as a Milan fan, I am disappointed, but like I said, it adds to the drama, you know, the soap opera <laughs> aspect of the league. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I think Italy is synonymous with, uh, with drama, especially when it comes to this sport. Um, but it, for someone, so let me ask you this, Eddie. I I kind of like watched a bits and pieces of the game. I, you know, I was I was trying to do work. I was at work. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be watching the game at work. But I was anyway because I was interested. Um, can you can you give me a little bit more about your take from this game? From what I saw, it was pretty much one way traffic for a majority of the game. And I'm talking like a a vast majority. And I think that you hit the nail on the head in highlighting how good Provadel was. That's the goalkeeper for Spezia who like prime Gigi Buffon against, against Milan. So give me, give me your, your take from, from the start and as the game progressed. I thought Milan, Milan played great and, you know, Spezia, they gambled a lot and they played with their backs to the wall, you know, 80 out of the 90 minutes, but the, you know, they were still able to get up the field, able to get, you know, in, into dangerous positions when Agudeo came on, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was an instant impact and just towards the end, but you know, the felt like the wind was, was out of Milan sales and, you know, they hopped on that and they scored yep. right at the end, you know, dagger and we've seen that time and time again in Syria where you know those late stages of the of the match you know lead to those moments that you know define a match you mm-hmm. know so that obviously that referee error was huge but Milan also missed a penalty uh, there were right. multiple That's opportunities right. that were that weren't put away uh hit the woodwork again and you know Liao he just you know shows how good he is so, so graceful and you know creates so much we have we have great talent, and in that match, we've created so many opportunities. So uh, that's one thing that I'm I'm always sure of. And against Juventus, I'm sure we'll get our fair share of opportunities. And it's a big match, so I think that you know the players know what the expectation is, so that mm-hmm. they should be coming up big. You know, this these are the games that you thrive in. You know, Rafael Leon licking his lips, just ready to go, you know, <laughs> one-on-one, you know, that's a big match. This is, that is a big you know. match. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, okay. I got a couple of questions for you, Eddie, and I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot or anything. No, Joe, but, you can uh, always put me on the spot. You know, I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I, I will get, I will get good answers from you no matter what. I'm like a, a certain other 
uh, co-host. But um, <laughs> so you were actually you're you're completely right in saying that Milan got the shots, and they certainly got the shots. They had like 25 shots with eight shots on target, which is that's that's pretty pretty good. You know, showed that they were really attacking the net. Um, one thing that I saw, and I don't know if it's true or not. It was on Twitter, so like take that for what it's worth. But I, if I remember correctly, it was a post-game quote by by um, Pioli, and he said that Rafael Leon is like Thierry Henry. Do you agree with that statement or not? And personally, I'm I'm afraid of this kid now. Like this yeah. kid's getting better with every game, and absolutely, he looks dangerous. yeah, he is. I don't know. I've I've spoken about him, you know, plenty of times and we had the same conversation I remember going up whether it was I think it was two two seasons ago when we were going to to Boston God, talk was about Rafael Leao. Two seasons ago. Oh, I, need, I think so. Need that to happen again. We man. were going up for for uh uh Milan Inter. Was it that yeah. or was it another one? But I know we were talking about Rafael Leao and I'm like, "Oh, this guy he, this kid is just incredible because of the pace that he has, just the creativity, the sheer ability. His poise is just like none other. You think of like players like Mbappe and Henri, where it's it's his own kind of class. You know, mm-hmm. he just has fun while he does it. You know, we've seen so many players that are like that, that have that overall joy in their their play. And it just uplifts the team so much more. And as he's going to get old, as he's getting older and maturing, he's only going to continue to get better, which I'm sure of. And week in and week out, we're just seeing just magic coming out of this kid. So uh, super happy that he's part of this and he's kind of that new generation of Milan players, him, Tonali. Raheem, you have even Giroud who's stepping up being huge. That's another great influence. So uh, I'm super happy with with Leao and and plus his ties to to Sporting despite I knew it. what happened I was good. I was what happened like, there. It's not just cuz he's know, a Sporting I, player. <laughs> exactly. So you 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 understand like I you follow a player throughout his career, know his potential and you know that where where he can go. So yeah, absolutely ecstatic. I hope he stays in Milan uh, shirt for for years and years because you know he can be one of the world's top player top players. Oh, hundred percent. I remember. I would there was this one passage of play in the game where he got the ball in well into Milan's half. I forget. I wish I could, uh, you know, remember what minute or or something it was. But what. What I what st- struck me was just how quickly he got from one end of the field to the other. Dr- his dribbling was fantastic. Like it, it, he, of course, he was given like tons of space. Like the Spezia players were practically like moving away from him, go trying to get back on defense. But the way he just covered the gr- like covered ground so gracefully, oh, yeah. it was like that. I think if it was any any quality of his that really did remind me of Henri, it was that. Like he just had that certain, like you said, poise and way of moving that just was that was fantastic. Like he's a, he really is a a, a special player, and like yeah. I said, I'm I don't our defense is going to have its hands full when uh, when when we it's, face it's off. The long, it's the long legs. He like the long legs, gallops. Man. He he's gallops big, and he's not a small dude either. Like, no, he's a, no, he's a big dude. He he's just 
he's unique his like the his body he's slender however he's long and he covers a lot of ground and he's so smooth yeah very very quick yeah, but um, very quick. the other question i wanted to ask you though was and i think you kind you sort of alluded to it in in your game analysis a little earlier was um yeah there was that there was that referee error and yeah it was it was blatant, whatever. Um, I actually, I did not get a good look at that. I, I have to admit that. So maybe I should, I'm probably going to watch that tape later. But the fact that Spezia came back into the, like just came back with a vengeance after that, do you think it was just more of, of did Milan shut off and they, they were just, they were, they had it, they had it at that point or was it, do you want to give credit to to Spezia on that one? Like, where do you think the 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 proper you know credit belongs? Yeah, I, no, I, it definitely belongs to Spezia, uh, just for fighting through and just getting that one last chance. You know, right before mm-hmm. the whistle blows, and you know, Milan, like I said, they switched off, and who knows, Milan could have scrapped together another opportunity, uh, have another chance at net. You know, we had in the last two minutes, you know, at least three or four opportunities, you know, so they, t- they took advantage of that. Then Milan thought the game was over and, you know, they paid the price for that. Mm, okay. No, I, I, I think that that, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, you, you also, you, you want to also take into account that, that referee error, it's very hard to ignore. Um, but you also, you can't like the team just can't switch off. You know, like you, you always have to be on for for stuff like that. But the, anyway, I harped I harped enough on that on that Milan <laughs> the Milan. That's a t- I think you guys will, will honestly will be okay. But I, I don't think yeah I don't see Milan dropping more points to to clubs like that. If that makes sense, not to not to shit on Spezia, but I just don't see I don't see you guys dropping more points. And you guys even had injuries and stuff that you're still. You're still recovering from am I yeah, wrong? It's, no, no, we're still we're still dealing with that, and especially for our back line with with center backs being out, you know, guys have to step up. So, and there've been apparent weaknesses. So, with Mike Munyan being back, you know, he's been consistent. You know, he's great, uh, mm-hmm. great, great anchor back there. So, uh, and Calabria also, you know, coming back, and I have a feeling like. Yeah, this will be, you know, a two-one two-one game. It'll it'll be hard to contain Juve to just you know to scoreless. Uh, I think with DiBala's form and right now everything going on around him, uh, mm-hmm. I think he's out to to yep. also you know prove a me- you know prove something and you know send a message. Continue doing that uh, because it, it it just seems like Juventus are in a tough spot right now in terms of contract negotiation. So that may be making things a little bit unstable at the club. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think with, with all that going on uh, and then with Milan, just, you know, looking to make up ground, I'm hoping that we take advantage of that. You know, actually, let me, let me, let's talk a little bit about that. I was going to ask you about Anthony Martial, but I'll ask you, I'll ask you about him later. Um, <laughs> so you, you obviously, you, you alluded to it. You know a little bit about it, the Paolo Dybala kind of contract. Um, issues. Um, I've heard a bunch of conflicting things on this. Uh, I've 
I've read that, you know, he's agreed to the terms of the club. All that's left is his signature. You know, it's some bureaucratic stuff with his agent that they're trying to sort out that he's not technically um, certified in Italy, which is weird. I, I don't know how much I believe that. Um, and another another report saying that he doesn't want to sign. And then there's another report saying that um, they're just waiting until February to see how financially stable the club mm-hmm. actually is and all blah, 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 blah. All of that aside, Eddie, as a player and as someone who is well-versed in the game and seeing his reaction to scoring this past weekend, I'm, I'm sure you have, um, what are your thoughts based upon Dybala's reaction and and just like your own experience as a player, what do you what do you think is going on here? I'm just, I'm no, curious, I, actually. I, I mean, the the game is it's a very emotional thing, and then when you you know start to have you know player contracts and you're you know talking about all these you know different things that go into whatever your pay pay is, you mm-hmm. know, negotiation with the with the agent and with the club, all that, and then given what he's done for Juventus and huge moments and what he's been able to deliver, uh, you have, you feel like the club owes it to you. And then when, when things are not going in the right direction or the way that is more favorable to you, where you think you deserve a little bit more, I understand that that creates frustration. Uh, but what frustrates me the most is you know obviously these players are are wanting more money and they know that if they can go to another club hey i can fill my pockets up a little bit more because now i have a a name for myself i came from juventus you know if he goes to like a man united or if he goes mm-hmm. to you know a man city you know he's a big name and he's he knows that those clubs are financially stable so you know you as a as a footballer is one thing as a professional and you're trying to take care of your future. That's a whole nother thing. Take care of your family. That's a whole nother discussion. And you have to kind mm-hmm. of put loyalty aside, but you have to try to balance the two. I think that that's where, you know, all these that's things, tough. That's gotta be you tough. Know, it's, it's so difficult, you know, because yeah, you, you have your allegiance and, and your love for a club given what they've given you and the same thing, uh, you know, what you've delivered to the club, and there's that mutual love. But then when you start talking about money and contracts, and then now it's more black and white, it's like, okay, well, I deserve this. Uh, if not, then, hey, I'm going to have cut ties and try to find another club. You know, So unfortunately, that's, it's part of the game. And it's hard to, to keep that loyalty throughout because more and more clubs are now generating more income. Uh, and they're able to, you know, offer you a little bit more if you have that name, which I think Dabala does have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you raise a good point is that it's um, it's their job, you know, it's their li- it's their livelihood and all that stuff. It's 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 a very, I think it's a very, very, very weird predicament to kind of be in, you know, because like, you know, of course you want it. It's like uh it's like you've put in you put in years of service at your job and you don't get a raise or something like that. I, I heard that analogy uh, right. before, especially in, in this situation. Um, so, I yeah, I completely agree with that. 
uh, it's a, it's very tough. I think that he will sign eventually. I think that he will sign. I think he really likes the club and I think he likes the fans. And I, I so. get I, the, my thing is too, is that you also need to look at it from the perspective of the club. Um, the, yes. the people who work for the club are really just also trying to do what's best for the club or what they think is best for the club themselves. Um, it's not easy. There's a lot of moving parts in this, yeah. but I think at the end of the day, I think he does. I think he does. I think he will sign. I, I hope. Yeah, but, but it's um, it's it's also something that you know that the management is looking at because Juve are in a phase where they don't have these big names. You know, obviously with Bonucci and Chiellini, those are like the you know the retiring veterans, and you're at a turning mm-hmm. point. It's in true. the club and it's a lot of you know younger players who you know aren't as established in the league or, and you know are going to carry Juve to uh you know getting back to fighting for the scudetto you know and with yep. Dybala yeah he's one of them but is management looking at it as an opportunity hey we can you know sell Paulo for 120 million and then be able to you know get some players from within the league that we can build off of and bring in maybe one or two bigger players, spend a little bit more. You never know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. I can, I definitely see, I think I, I see what you're saying there too. We're, we're certainly in a different position than like when we first signed Dybala and he, like when he was a young kid, um, Mm And we had all of these other champions on the team. I think that we're we really are in the rebuilding phase. Uh, we haven't had like a really hardcore rebuilding phase ever. We've always just yeah. kind of it's always been continuous. It's always been continuous, and I think I think Max Allegri said it said it pretty pretty damn well when he said like winning is not you know winning's out of the ordinary. Like, it's very, very difficult to win things. And I think that that's very true. And I think when you go from winning so consistently to not, it's very jarring. And you have to look at what you did wrong. And I don't know if we, if Juve ever really took the time to, like, actually iron out that plan and, you know, say, this is what we're going to do going forward. I think they're still trying to figure that out. uh, And we're in the very early stages of that. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but speak, actually, speaking of that and speaking of making the club a little bit younger, one of the transfers that has been, you know, going around the timeline and around the news that I've been seeing a lot lately is um, Martial to Juve, which seems like a move that makes a lot of sense for both parties. Juve doesn't have Chiesa uh, right now, and Martial can play on the wing. Um, as someone who hasn't watched him a whole lot in the Prem, uh, Eddie and I know that you're you you like to watch the games. What can you tell me and anybody who's listening about Anthony Martial? Is it is it anything good? Please please let it be good. No, no, I think he's he's a talented player. He he's a great winger, and for Syria, you know, we're seeing a lot more players come over from the from the Premier League, and they're fitting in well. I think with the way Martial True. plays, he's he's a great link up player. Uh, great to play those those one twos, getting into the box, going at going at opponents from the flanks. He's he's really good at that, and uh, that's that's an asset when it comes to 
uh, to Serie A. Look at players like Insigne, Chiesa, they thrive in that. Uh, so I think he, if he were to come to, to Serie A, it would only be you know good for the league, good for him as well, uh, because he's not getting as much you know, of that same shine as he, you know, he's getting at, at Man United. Yeah. He, he's, and I mean, he's what, 26 years old. I think that that's, that's still relatively young. And I think that, I think that he would, he might not be as direct a player as like Chiesa is like someone who has a very direct sense of play. He's a little bit more fluid, so to speak, I guess, at least from, from some of the highlights that I'm seeing. But like mm-hmm. you said, he likes to play those one twos, um, and from what people have also been telling me is that he like he can play on the wing. You can slot him inside, and he also does just fine. So like he that versatility can also can also come up big as well. Um, and uh, I, this might be an old rumor, but I'm also going to ask you about this one uh, just because I like I like this kid. I've seen him play um, in league one before, and I really like him. Any club who gets him is going to be really happy they do but Sven Boltman has been linked with Milan a lot lately um I know that he has a hefty price tag for a center back I think it was something like 70 million euros would you take that deal if you could to be honest I haven't even watched him play oh okay much. no that's so fine. I don't I don't even know much about him and right now yeah the center back position we really need to find at least one to you know, implement <laughs> into our squad because you don't like Gavia. <laughs> I, he he's he's a band aid, and we're we're kind of bleeding at the moment Oof. with you know just giving giving up stupid goals, mm-hmm. and you know he's definitely a weak point, and teams will will definitely take advantage of that. You know with the, with the derby coming up, uh, with key games down the stretch. You know, even this weekend against Juventus, these are going to be big matches. So, you know, you'd hate to see, you know, somebody like that get exploited and it cost us the match. So, yeah. hopefully, some 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 reinforcements does come in that that position, at least center back, because yeah, we we do need it. At least, like I said, that was just a rumor that I've seen, like from, you know sources like the keep and other stuff like that. I think I even saw it on Milan news too. Uh, but look him up, Eddie. I highly recommend you do. He's a, he's an ex- incredibly talented center back. Um, and uh, I think that 70 million, he, he, that that's like Matthias to lick money. Like, you know, what you, but you're going to be getting a good center back for a, a long time. If you, if you shell out that amount of money, but anyway, um, let's talk about Milan Juve really quick. Um, this is this is going to be a big match. This is if from the Juventus perspective, I can tell you, it's a must win. Like we have to, we have to keep this momentum going if we want to make the top four. If we want to keep piling up the points in the league, um, which we which we absolutely need to. I feel like this Milan's in a in a different situation. Yeah, you're chasing the Scudetto, but that might not be your, you know, your overall, you know, benchmark for the season. You know, like whether you win it or not, it's whether you stay in the top top four or not. Am I wrong in saying that? No, no, I think you're right. Uh, I think it, for for both of those, you know, to stay in the Scudetto race, 
uh, and then also a significant match, you know, against a, a huge rival, a historic rival, you know, it's, it's just, just shows how the, the tide has shifted. And I think with Milan just pushing for a result, the cards are more on our side. Uh, I think we'll, we'll exploit, you know, some of Juve's, uh, inexperience, some of Juve's weaknesses and, and come out with the three points and stay in that running for the Scudetto. But, uh, yeah, I think there's more on the line for Milan. Uh, Juve will still go for it, absolutely. Uh, but I think we'll we'll come out on top. You think you guys will um, go with a similar lineup to last time? So the lineup that I'm looking at for um, Spezia, it had you know it had the the usual guys on the flanks. I feel like Florenzi has been showing up more and more lately. Florenzi and Hernandez and you know Kalulu and Gabi in the middle. Will do you think we'll see that defense again? Yeah, I think he he will keep it consistent. I I don't and then. You know, we might see some changes. Might see you know Calabria come on, uh, but I think it's it's been working for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I think I don't think Pioli will will divert too much from that. Yeah, especially uh, I I mean I wish I had a list of all the injuries that you guys had um, or are dealing with, but I don't. Um, I know that uh, you know you've been you've been giving a lot of different midfielders a lot more time as well. I feel like Salamakris has been getting a lot of minutes. Am I wrong in, yeah, in no, saying that as well? And he's it was divert, deservedly so. He's been a standout uh, player this this season. Confident on the ball, has a great playing relationship with with Leao, even with Tonali. Uh, you know they've they've combined for for a couple goals. And like I said, his his confidence is through the roof right now. He takes players on. Um, he lacks. He has no fear. You know he has you know absolute. You know, confident in his ability, he goes at players two, three at a time, uh, and goals result from that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, huge player for us. Uh, I'm sure he'll continue continue to see you know a lot of minutes, and this is his time to shine. These these are the games that they want, right? So, yeah, I feel the, like he'll, um, the, he'll, he'll, he'll come ready to play. The other player that I'm also worried about, like uh, I think. Um... Public enemy number one for Juve in this game is definitely Leao. I think that he's he's Leao. Yeah, Leal. I think that I think that he's I, he's a he scares me, dude. Without I thought I thought you were gonna say Rebic. <laughs> no, I mean uh, you should Rebic be scared has, of Rebic. Yeah, I mean, or he'll be ass. Who knows? But what do you uh, mean? He has a, he has Check his habit. record. Check his record against Juve. He does yeah. have a habit of scoring against us. So yeah, there's that. Um, but you know, he, he's been, I feel like he's been coming on as a sub off the bench. He has, he right? has. So, so I think it, it doesn't matter. He can come out in the 80th and still score against Juve, that's keep true. his record, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's very true. The, uh, but the other player that I was going to say, I'm also, uh, who is very, very talented is Brahim Diaz. I think that he's, yes. he's incredibly, incredibly talented. I think that he keeps the 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 link between the midfield and the attack very strong and uh he's uh he's just a little dynamo you know he just he's always yeah. running around and it's it just like <laughs> he's he's I, I don't know how to how to pinpoint pinpoint his style but he's just like a scrappy little little dribbler and he'll He's just that he seems like an annoying little guy who <laughs> would get on any defense's nerves you know so, no, but um, it, well, but he he is one of those you know 
that helps connect the dots the way that he plays with Salamakers and even Giroud, Leao, the way that they all play together. And then you have those scrappy players, Krunic, Bakayoko, win, winning yeah, back position. Yeah, they're the scrappy ones for sure. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 a good balance. And I think that uh, that's where Milan is able to win games is from that those series of players creating chances. And against Juventus, it's I think it will be difficult for them to defend. Giroud has been... You know, phenomenal. He's been too. great. Yeah, yeah. He's, what a, he's been what a he's been really good. Yeah. But, so um, a lot a lot of weapons. Yeah, Milan has plenty of weapons. We're a little short on weapons. <laughs> um, uh, like it's a, Chiesa was a was a big blow. Chiesa is a very big blow. He's uh, like just the way he plays and the, the way he's so tenacious. We're we're certainly gonna miss that. Um. T- what else can I say? I mean, we Dybala isn't still a hundred percent fit apparently. So either we get him in the beginning or we get him at the end. I don't know. A lot of people are of the opinion that you know try and go for it in the beginning. I think I'm inclined to agree. So I would start Dybala. Um, we're still. I think we finally figured out our midfield a little bit more, especially if you watch today's Coffee Italia game. Yes, it was against Sampdoria, like, whatever, sure. Still an opponent, and we still won handily 4-1, so that was that was great. But I think that the midfield of Locatelli and Artur is what we need to work with. And uh, I hope that we see that again. I don't know. There are rumors that Artur wants to go, wants to, go to Arsenal. I don't know who would want to go to Arsenal, but... <laughs> But apparently our tour does, um, and we're. I feel like there's going to be a little bit more rotation than that, uh, especially in the defense. We're we're still working things out. Um, I think Bonucci is still not a hundred percent. Chiellini's definitely not a hundred percent. Made an appearance um, today, though. Yeah, he did. He did make an appearance today. So like we we just have a lot. We got, we're going to have a lot of squad rotation. I feel like from from today till then so i could speculate on who's gonna start and what what could potentially happen but honestly until until the game starts to unfold in front of me i i will not know um it really is all depends on on the day itself to be completely honest because if it, it could be um Allegri terror ball, or it could be <laughs> it could be something great. I I really don't know. Yeah, this no. is the the most difficult Juve for me to pinpoint because we don't we just don't have that identity yet. You know, no, it'll, um, it'll be it will be a good match. Yeah, it'll be a I think, good I think match. it will be a fun match. Yeah, absolutely. Nice showdown. Milan come out on top, two one. <laughs> But um, just to put things, just to put things into into perspective a little bit, I'm just gonna the standings. So Milan is currently in second place uh, with 48 points. They're only two off the top, and Juve is in fifth place, uh, nine points from the top. So it, if we're looking at those top spaces right there, there's not a whole lot of points separating any of these teams. I think that we're yeah. gonna be in for a really, really interesting second half of, of the season. Uh, Absolutely. I think, I think all of those 
top five teams are going to drop points at some point uh, to some of the lower teams in the division. Um, I think that we're, I think if you've been watching Fiorentina, I'm not just saying this to you, Eddie, but anybody who's listening, if you've watched Fiorentina, they look incredible. They, they, they looked amazing. It's kind of scary how it's, they're clicking right now. Yeah, whoever faces them right now, did like they're gonna have a uh, they're gonna have a handful. Like Vincenzo and Italiano has done a really, really good job with that team. But um, yeah, I'm digressing. But uh, all I'm looking forward to is is Milan Juve. (laughs) That's it's gonna be it's gonna be a great match. But um, Eddie, do you have anything else that you would like to say? No, man. I would just say. In Boca Lupo, good luck and on you. Sunday. Boca Lupo to you too. Yeah. And we'll and, uh, see. But hey, we'll, we will yeah, as always, it's Forza Milan. And as always, it's Forza Juve. So <laughs> anyway, that's our show, guys. That's our show for today. If you liked what you heard, please give us a like, a subscribe on wherever you're listening to us. And if you wouldn't mind, please hop over to Twitter and follow us at RCR underscore podcast. And give us a follow. We really appreciate it. It helps the show out a lot. And we will see you next time. That's astonishing. It's absolutely world class. Check out the conclusion.